Do you ever wonder why sometimes it seems like it's so easy for somebody else to be a rock star, to make in tons of money, super successful in franchise development, and you're not one of those? I'm going to talk today about the seven keys to becoming a rock star in franchise development. You're going to want to stick around for this. This is the Franchise Pitfalls and Profit Show. Each week, we bring you the challenges and triumphs of being in the franchise development and consulting business. The things you need to make money faster. And now your host, one of the most successful franchise developers in North America, Don Shin. As I said earlier, do you, do you ever wonder why sometimes it looks so easy for somebody to be successful in their profession? And I'm going to talk specifically today about the career of franchise sales or career in franchise development. And that's going to include whether you're uh, a development manager, development representative for a large franchise, or it's also going to include if you are a, an emerging brand uh, founder uh, that's doing the sales yourself. And candidly, it also includes franchise brokers, franchise consultants. So when I use that phrase, franchise sales rep or franchise development manager, I'm including all of those all of those uh, key uh, areas uh, that you can you can be successful in this space. And again, did you ever wonder why it just doesn't seem to be working for you or working out for you? And I'm going to caution you right here: if you're okay with the amount of money that you're making, if you're okay with being so-so. Uh, mediocre, average, then click me off right now because I'm talking to the people who really know that they can do better than what they've been doing. They just hadn't figured out how. And that's why we're going to talk about the seven keys to becoming a rock star. We're going to talk about the seven best demonstrated practices of franchise uh, sales professionals that make them not only professionals, but make them the best in the industry. So here goes. Number one, they have a clear target market. Uh, the best the best franchise development people work for brands uh, who, who know who they're looking for. And they don't just have it up here in their head. They have it written down. And they're constantly tweaking it as markets change, as time goes on, uh, that can change. And so you want to be you want to be in tune with who's buying from you today and you want to make those tweaks. But you've got to have clarity on who you're going after. Otherwise, your marketing, your lead generation, again, specifically, if you're a, a broker consultant, you're doing your own marketing or if you're an emerging brand and you're probably doing a lot of it yourself or you're approving uh, for an outsourced vendor to be doing your lead generation, you've got to be very, very clear on who your ideal prospects are, because that's who you want to take through the franchise evaluation process, through your franchise sales process. And the best of the best are very, very sharp and clear about who those people are. Uh, and they know when they see them and, and will move them through their, their process and they'll get out, they'll get rid of the ones who aren't their ideal candidate, but who may have responded to their lead generation. Another one, they have a clear franchise evaluation process. Uh, they stick to it and they manage it. And what I mean here is, again, it's not just up in your head. 
Uh, it's got to be something that's written down, and it's got to be something that you do all the time. Uh, I get so frustrated with my clients, my new clients, not my uh, clients that have been with me for a while, but my new clients, and we'll be reviewing their pipelines together, and 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 I'll say, well, okay, well, what step are they in? Well, you know, with this one, I, I sort of went over here and, and, and did this, and you know, I kind of deviated a little bit from my normal process because, well, there should be no becauses. Uh, don't deviate from the process. That works. The only way you're going to make good money, be a professional, be a rock star in this business is to find the process that works for you, write it down and stick to it. Do not deviate from it. I can pretty much guarantee you that when you deviate from the successful process, you're not going to be successful anymore. So the second thing is they have a clear sales process or candidate or prospect evaluation system and they stick to it. Another one, the third one is they know their numbers. This is a sound business practice, particularly if you are a, an emerging brand franchisor who are some of our viewers and some of my clients. Um, you absolutely, it's a business and you need to know your numbers. You need to know what are the key performance indicators, the KPIs uh, in your business, what you should be tracking. But I would tell you that if you're uh, even if you're the sales rep and you're you know, your responsibility is solely selling franchises, you should treat your your career. You should treat your job responsibilities as if it was a standalone business. So know your numbers, uh, particularly if you're a broker consultant. You, you are, even if you're by yourself, you have a business and you need to be understanding what your KPIs are. Now, everybody's going to track sales. So I'm going to talk a little bit about leading indicators versus lagging indicators. The sale is the lagging indicator. We all know we've done well when the sale comes through. But what gets us to that sale? Those are the KPIs that are called and often referred to as leading indicators. So start to understand what are the key uh, turning points or conversion points in your process that's going to lead to a sale and track those ratios. So uh, for a franchisor, uh, it could be an application. Do you use an application? And if you do use an application, um, that's usually a pivotal time. The application often uh, brings a, a whole lot of reality to the prospects when they start looking at how much money something really costs, what is their real net worth when they're calculating that, when they start to to answer questions about how, how, how do I want to work full-time or part-time? How many employees have I ever supervised, et cetera, et cetera. The reality of, of, uh, of owning a particular business that they're looking at really comes through. So an application is a good uh, conversion rate point. You want that to be something that kicks a lot of people out of the process. Uh, and the ones who fill out the application, you have an application interview with them. Those are the ones that are going to be the most serious. And they're your prime candidates for uh, for your franchise. So uh, so again, that would be a leading indicator. How many how many people make an application that actually end up going to the sale, uh, becoming a sale? And of course, your raw leads, how many leads come in to make a sale? These are all things you need to be looking at. And again, leading indicator indicators versus the lagging indicator of uh, sale. Okay, so uh, another one, the fourth one I'm going to talk about today is 
the rock stars use various mediums of a communication with their candidates, with the marketplace uh, and with their messaging. What do I mean by that? Well, what I mean by that is they use phone, they use uh, they use um, uh, texts. Uh, I was old school a couple of years ago. I thought that was very unprofessional. Now I use it all the time. Uh, they'll use uh, emails. Uh, they'll use snail mails. They'll use video. But they use a variety of different uh, mediums, I, I, so to speak, uh, to communicate with their prospects. So why is this important? Well, the big reason it's important is, and not to get into too much of the visual, auditory, kinesthetic, and, and assessments and profiling people, but the bottom line is uh, we all have a primary way that we communicate and enjoy communicating and regularly communicate through that. And but people, you know, your prospects, when they become a lead for you to get started, you don't know what that is. So you need to use all of them uh, to begin with so that you can then tune in with your candidates, begin a dialogue with them, get to know them better, and then you'll find out which one works the best for them. People are also auditory versus uh, kinesthetic versus visual. And again, you need, to use, you need to work on all of their senses and particularly be able to address their primary uh, senses and ways that they communicate. <clears throat> so again, using various mediums for communication is how the rock stars become rock stars. Another one is they know that 80% of a sale is made on emotion and only 20% of it is made on logic. And I will tell you that most people that I speak with actually end up spending their time in reverse order, if you will. And what I mean by that is we get so hung up on here are the features, here are the benefits, uh, here's what this franchise, if you're a broker, here's what this franchisor offers, uh, here are the details. Uh, and yeah, some people, some people love more detail, but the majority of people will make their decisions based on the emotion. So I like to use the phrase, paint the picture. As a broker, as a consultant, you need to be, you need to be painting the picture of owning a business. You need to be describing uh, the, the changes in lifestyle, the building of wealth. What's that going to do for their family? Is that going to pay for uh, a second home that they always wanted or the different kinds of vehicles that they wanted uh, or putting their kids through college? But you need, to, you need to get to their emotions as to why owning a franchise, why becoming a business owner through franchising is going to impact them personally. Uh, and, you know, uh, the reason I think we don't do this very often is because we're afraid to get in touch with our own emotions. And if you're a rock star, and this is one of the keys to almost any sale, the best people in sales that I've ever seen, the phrase often has been said, we can make them cry. And, and I don't, I'm not saying you want to make your prospects cry, but what, what, what that highlights is the fact that you can get them emoting. You can get them emotional about this decision. And once they get emotional about being a business owner uh, and the impact it's going to have on their lives and the lives of their family, um, you are more likely to make more sales because you were able to, to get them to become more emotional about the opportunity of owning their own business through franchising. Um, now, another one is that uh, all of the rock stars will have all of the decision makers 
involved in this process. And boy, I'll tell you what, in franchise sales, uh, th this is one of the ones that a lot of people miss. And yet uh, we will often call it spouse aside. Uh, but what happens with with many uh, with many uh, people looking at owning a franchise or buying a franchise, they go, yeah, yeah, I I'm, I'm talking to my wife. Yeah, yeah, he supports me or she supports me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they're a little, little concerned about this or about that, but I'm talking to them. Yeah, after I'll call, I'm going to go share with them. And the reality is the spouse is like nowhere close to being on board with, with this decision of, of the person quitting their job, leaving the stock op options, turning in the company car uh, and taking on spending money to take on something that there's no guarantee of, of a return. So um, you've got to get the this, all the decision makers involved, uh, involved uh, early, as early as possible. But at the end of the day, don't spend a lot of time with 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 candidates that are not going to allow you to engage with their with their spouses. Um, you can do it, but I guarantee you, you're going to spend weeks and weeks and months with candidates that will end up never, ever buying because the spouse never checked in. The spouse was never on board. The rock stars in this business are strict about that. They'll talk to a guy or a gal for a little bit, maybe a couple of weeks and a few phone calls, but they're in the long run, they're not investing tons of times and they're candid with their prospects. I always position right up front. I say, look, uh, I'm not going to tell you and your spouse how to make your decisions in life. But what I am going to do is knowing that it's so critical that your spouse have input in this and the impact it's going to have on them. If you were to do this, I will want to be sure that your spouse is engaged. I want to make myself available to your spouse to ask me questions directly. And if I'm doing this as a broker, um, I know the franchisors are going to want to speak with your spouses as well. So uh, so it's OK right now if they're not engaged. And here's a couple of critical calls we'll have that they should be on. But I'm not going to spend too much more time with you until I'm confident that your spouse is supporting you. Uh, and I'll tell the candidates that, you know, there, there's two big things that that uh, businesses fail. And one of them in particular applies to franchising. So one is capitalization. People start businesses not knowing how much money they need and they run out of money before the business takes root. That won't happen in a franchise, but what will happen into a franchise is somebody does not have support around them uh, in this endeavor. And, and without that support structure, and it starts with a spouse if they're married or a significant other, um, without that support structure, they reduce the probability of being successful. You want to share that reason uh, with your candidates, and that is the reason why you want to have their spouse involved in the decision-making process. And then the last one, the seventh one, is that rock stars get to the real buyers quicker. And what I mean by that is, as I mentioned earlier with, with an application, for example, they have things in their process, in their steps, in that evaluation process that they stick to. They have things that are going to weed people out. They have things that are going to have people opt out of the process. And that's good because you, you want to get the unqualified candidates out as quickly as possible. You want to get the tire kickers out as quickly as possible. Uh, you want to get to the real buyers because you want to have an appropriate amount of time available for them 
in the process because those are the ones that are going to buy. So work hard at getting to the top, uh, getting to the ideal candidates, getting to the real buyers by having certain checkpoints that are going to that are going to motivate people to kind of opt out of this uh, of this decision because you know they're either not qualified or you know they're not going to make uh, uh, they're not going to ever make a decision to buy. So there are seven things that the real pro- seven seven things that the real professionals in this business do. Uh, the real rock stars do. Let me re- go back and just review them quickly. They have a clear target market. <clears throat> they have a clear sales process or prospect evaluation process that they stick to. Uh, they know the numbers in their business. Uh, they use various methods of communi- or mediums of communication uh, so that they're hitting on all the all the right buttons for people that are auditory versus uh, versus visual versus kinesthetic. Uh, they also know that 80% of the sale is made on emotion, 20% on logic. They spend their time with prospects in those ratios. Number six, they have all the decision makers involved in the process as much as possible and as quickly as possible. And that number one on that is going to be your spouse or be the prospect's spouse. And then the last one is they get to the real buyers quicker. They are very good at determining the unqualified, the tire kickers, the people that will never buy. Uh, and they get they don't spend a lot of time with them, which allows them to have a lot of time for the real buyers. So there, those are the seven keys to becoming a rock star. These are the kinds of things that are in my 50 plus one report. So again, if you want a free copy of the report, uh, please just PM me. And uh, I'll be sure to go ahead and get that out to you quickly. Thanks very much for your time today.